Welcome back to another week of Makeup Masking Murder. Today I have a guest I'm so excited about. I have Sam Opal. Hi. She works at the Brow Hive with Kelly Pack, who was on a former episode. So Kelly was like, we ended our episode and she's like, you need to get Sam in here. Like she's actually the one like into this stuff. So I feel like we're gonna this is the first time we're meeting. Maybe you've seen me with tint all over my brows. Uh But yeah, I feel like we're gonna be good friends. I agree. It's going to so, be a good match. Oh, I'm so excited. So, yeah, so you work at Browhive as well. How long have you been there? I have been at the Browhive for like two and a half years okay. now. Um, it's been open for about three and a half. Yeah, so. so like from the beginning pretty much. Yes, and it's just been really fun. It's been really cool to see how it's grown. We're actually training um, a fourth person <laughs> to come no in way. and work with us. It's been really good. That's so awesome. How have you been doing brows that long or a lot longer? So it's kind of funny. I originally went to school for hair. Oh, where did you go? I went to Slick. Okay, um, cool. And I got halfway through the program. Uh-huh. And I was like, I hate doing one thing yeah. all day. Yeah. <laughs> and so I left and I actually went to aesthetic school. Okay. And I thought being an esthetician, you have so many different things you can do. There's, you can go into like medical, waxing, facials. And I was like, that's going to be perfect. And then ever since I've been an esthetician, I've specialized in just one thing. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like finding the one thing that you love. Yes. So I actually did eyelash extensions for about 10 years. Okay. And I would touch up my clients' eyebrows. Yeah. But since working at the Brow Hive, I mean, we really just completely restructure people's eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Grow them in. Don't look at mine right now. (laughs) Yeah. Really customize it to people's face. Yeah. Um, And so it's been a really fun move. And I actually prefer standing like that all Mm -hmm. day versus sitting sitting and hunched over. Yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. I feel like people are like, how do you stand so long? You just kind of get used to it. And at that point, I feel like it feels better than sitting all day. Yeah. You just got to get the right shoes, which I'm still. Still a risky. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's bad. I'm like, but I want to look cute. Like, I'm not like wearing heels but I'm also like maybe these have no support yes exactly (laughs) um so if you weren't like full-on in brows yet what got you to want to work at brow hive and kind of made that so um listening to the episode that you and Kelly did I found out that you and I used to work across the hall from each other (gasps) at the image studios in Fort Union you were yes okay and um who you shared your room with is actually who does yes. my hair. So okay. The Wait, world is Tiffany really small. or Tiffany Emily does my hair. I love Tiffany. You have to I tell her love hi. Tiffany. I haven't seen her in so long. I will. Um, but so I was doing eyelashes there full time mm-hmm. and Kelly moved in into that small little room in the back yeah. and started the brow hive. And I thought her branding was so cute. And I was like, I have to go get my eyebrows done yeah. there. And so I started as one of her clients. And no then way. I got really burnt out from doing eyelashes yeah. and I actually left the industry mm-hmm. completely and went and did insurance. Okay. Oh, that was <laughs> such a mistake. I feel like the lights flickered with that. <laughs> like, that was a very ominous Heavy. moment. It really was. Like, I went from having a really fun job talking to girls all yeah. day about stuff that we have in common mm-hmm. to really to, boring. To insurance. Important life information that's really <laughs> boring. Um but so I was thinking about getting back into lashes, mm-hmm. but I didn't really want to go back to doing that full time just because of how my back had been yeah. hurting, my shoulders were hurting, and I heard that Kelly was expanding, and I was like, I You're want like, in. Hi, train me. Well, and just training from her. Exactly. Like, she's just 
I feel like she does such a different, well, you all know, but you guys are so different than every other brow place in Utah. Like, if I think about how I was trained in school versus how I'm actually so doing brows now, it's literally the Night complete day. opposite. Exactly, yeah. I kind of feel like that with hair school, too, though. You learn so much being you, out. You don't learn anything in people. school. <laughs> no, you just got to grit through it, get yeah. your license, yeah. and then hustle. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Um. So what... I guess that kind of my next question, when did you know you like, did you like doing brows in school or were they just kind of like another thing? Like, what was your favorite in school? I guess lashes probably. You know, I didn't learn lashes in school. Oh, yeah. You have to do like a separate course, right? Yeah. I actually was trained by the first company that I worked for. Okay. And it just kind of snowballed from there. I think it was, I mean, lashes are still so popular, but they Mm -hmm. were really taking off then. So it was kind of impossible not to just take on clients full time. Yeah. Um, I just feel like specializing in one thing, um, Mm -hmm. has been really good for me because I can see how much more, um, detailed and Mm -hmm. passionate you can become about it. And brows are just huge. And I saw how Kelly transformed mine. If you saw mine. Oh my gosh, your brows are amazing, guys. They were rough. They were rough. So, um, I just think, um, they really change your face. And yeah. so it's been really fun because I really do see transformations come through with people and their confidence in mm-hmm. helping them grow in their brows the way that they should look, just yeah. naturally. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so awesome. So do you do you ever take, like, facials or anything, like, at home or – oh, wait, no, no. Do you do lash lifts? At... Yes. Okay. I do lash lifts at the Brow Hive. Um, yeah. I was excited to be able to bring that in. Mm-hmm. I wore extensions for the whole time I was doing oh them. Oh, my gosh. I actually just took them off a year ago. Okay. And oh, it's been a really great year. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, sarcasm? <laughs> no, I love no, it. Yeah. I Lash really lips do. are changing the world, they I really swear. They really are. And I'm obsessed just with the mine. freedom. And I've actually become really passionate about skincare since taking yeah. my eyelash extensions off because. Because you kind of can't with lashes. Yeah, you have to prohibit like so many different products and mm-hmm. ingredients that you're using. And then I and noticed makeup. when I would go get facials, I wasn't enjoying them because the whole time. They were putting towels on my face. I was like worried, pulling away like they're going to smash my extensions. I just got a fill. They're going to look terrible after yeah. this. The steam is going to make them fall off. And now when I go get a facial, I just live it up oh, it's <laughs> the best. Um, And so I just and I like having the variety of how I want to wear my makeup. That yeah, because you can put on strip lashes for yeah. something a little extra. If you yeah, want, if you want or... something really glamorous, there's so many mm-hmm. options. But the lash lift helped me love my lashes after extensions just because. Yeah. I feel like the weight of the extension changes the way your follicles growing out on mm-hmm. your lash. So it kind of helps to lift everything back up. People take them off and they're like, oh, my natural lashes are so short. They're ruined. I think yeah. a lot of it is they just lost their natural lift. Yeah. So it's no, been a great service. Sense. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I get mine done and it's like the most life changing Yeah, and you can thing. get in the ocean mm-hmm. and like with extensions – they would just pool the salt water and it would yeah. burn. And it just burned in your eyes. And you were yeah. just like walking around with your eyes closed in the ocean. Like collect sand. Exactly. Honestly. So now you can just go. It still gives your eyes some definition, but it's yeah. not as intense. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. If you had to have, okay, if you had to choose oh. 90s brows. Okay. Or like, you know, those like 
ones that were kind of in trend, like on fleek, but like square and look so fake. I call that the Instagram brow. The Instagram brow. Would you rather, if you had to choose one to have for the rest of your life, would it be the Instagram brow or the 90s brow? That's really hard. (laughs) So on the spot. I'm so sorry. Um, I would probably choose the Instagram brow. Yeah. Because that's makeup. And I can take it off and redo it. No, no, it doesn't change. It's there forever. I think I would still pick that, though. It's microblade at all. <laughs> it's orange. It's, I'm just, like, making this more elaborate. It happens. It happens. you how I want to stare you. Yeah, no, I think I'd have to pick that, though, because looking back at how thin my eyebrows were, mm-hmm. how off I had the growing in points, yeah. I think at least having a fuller brow yeah. is cute. No, I think a fuller brow looks better on yeah. most people yeah sure I agree oh. or just however they grow naturally on your face yeah that's yeah because some grow. people's aren't I don't know mine look like 90s brows when they're not tinted I feel like they're like so thin but yes. then once I get them tinted it's like I'm just super blonde well, so it it's picks like up all of those vellus hairs on your face mm-hmm. I'm blonde too yeah when I don't oh, have them brows. tinted how often would... do you tint yours once a month okay I tint mine more often than I wax them. I yeah. like a messy brow. I do too. I don't keep mine very sculpted or clean. Yeah. Um, I dig the messy but I, like boy I like brow a dark, too. bold brow. So I worry more about getting them tinted than anything. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, social media, how can people find, like, do you have a social media? Yeah, you do. Like, Browse by Sam, right? Or Well, that's my hashtag. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's Browse with a Z. Okay. Um, that's just kind of the way that we've been able to. Yeah single out our hashtags okay and do you just each have you all just have brow hive yes but yeah I just we have a wonderful social media person for us I just get to send her my stuff she takes care of it and that's why I love working at the brow hive (laughs) and where can people like go online and book um at the brow hive so you can go to our instagram we have a link there Mm -hmm. it's the dash brow hive.com I'll link of course so you guys but you guys need to get in but not too soon because I need to get in first. <laughs> yeah, and we, we do walk-ins on Wednesdays. That's oh, what I'll be doing tomorrow. I wish so Wednesdays Right now Wednesdays we're only 10 to 2, days. but that's what we're training our new hire for is to take some evening walk-ins. They've that's been nice. crazy Are they pretty awesome. popular? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had clients that I've been doing for two and a half years that I only see on Wednesdays. Nice. Yeah, it just works. And Sometimes you're too busy to yeah, make an appointment. But it's not like people are, like, waiting out the door? No, only like it's like busy right before a major holiday. Yeah. Will yeah. that happen? I feel like the universe is generally in my favor. People don't have to wait longer than 15 minutes. That's perfect. Yeah. Hey, well, I should start doing that. Take it for some, like, I'll come me next time. Wednesday. I don't work next Wednesday. I'll go. just plan on I it. I will be there. Perfect. I'll see you then. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about our products. Do you want – I'll go first? Yeah, Kay. let's hear it. So this one's super different, and so I'm a makeup artist, and I – have been wanting to try this. Have you heard of it? It's called Freck. No. So it's like faux freckles. Like it's Cute. just like a, I put a little on, but I also was in a hurry and I feel like I didn't put like enough to like blend them out. Oh, that's but so yeah, cute. it's just like a makeup you put on and it's so cute with like a dewy skin and just yes. something fun and different. And well, like again, people are getting freckles tattooed on their face, tattooed which their face. is terrifying. And <laughs> so I would love to hear you and Kelly's. Yeah, let's do this instead. Yeah, because I like this. Maybe they're doing it's that your in prison. Face, you know, so let's not get face tattoos, guys. <laughs> let's not. It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought I think this is a fun solution. Um, that is way fun. You can order it either from them, like freck f r e c k dot com. 
Or you can get it like on Urban Outfitters or I got it from Revolve. But I'm going to be honest. I think I thought I got a big size. Oh, and it's a baby. And it's tiny. Yeah. And it was like more than the so don't get it from revolve go to like urban outfitters or something but i don't know maybe they're all this size maybe i just need to look at the ounces when i order things yeah and it like doesn't smear no no so you like put it on and then you kind of tap it in i feel like i mean you can take a look no it looks really but cute. i needed I to never put guessed. more yeah no, I, think, I think it's cute but but i do have like some freckles so i think like in the summer it'll be fun just like add a few more yes. right uh-huh. but yeah i, I know i kind of like how makeup trends are getting a little bit more just natural. like natural i yes. love it like Not i so hate instagram makeup <laughs> yes i've never mastered the contour so i think like a little light bronzing is great, mm-hmm. but we don't need mm-hmm. to create a new face no. on anyone. <laughs> I can't. I like, tried. mad respect, I guess, for the people who do. But, like, it's YouTube makeup is... I don't have that kind of time. No. no. And it's just, like, you're, like, catfishing yourself. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. I'm all about, like, natural, dewy makeup. And, like, yeah. I do understand with, like, skin concerns, sometimes people, you know, need to wear or feel as though they need to wear more or, like... Say they don't have, like, great eyebrows. They're, you know, but I just think there are ways to make it look more natural. Yes. But so your iPhone, we like, just need face to educate on. always Always, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what products did you bring today? Okay, so this is one that I got back in October. Okay. Um, and even my husband mentioned a difference in my skin. Uh-huh. Um, it's by Organic Pharmacy. Okay. And it's their Carrot Butter Cleanser. That sounds so delicious. It really is. It has um, like a scent of lavender and rosemary in it, which are really soothing to mm-hmm. your skin. Um, I'm oily. Also, your skin's amazing. Thank you. I'm just staring at it. <laughs> I've been working really hard on that this year. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like um, it's a cleanser that you can put on. It literally is the consistency of butter. Oh, my um, gosh. It's, it's a splurge. Yeah. But. It's $74 for a cleanser. I feel like that's a lot. Yeah, but I also, I don't know. I always talk about, like, if you're going to spend money, spend money on your skincare. Yeah, I wanted to quit spending so much on makeup and make my skin better so I didn't Mm -hmm. have to. Um, And this has really helped. And I've had it since October. I don't use it every single day because it's something you want to let sit on your skin. So I don't always have the patience for that late at night. Mm -hmm. Um, I use it at least three times a week, though. And I'm not even a third of the way through it. Like, it is oh. the tiniest amount. It spreads yeah. mm-hmm. like butter. Um, and I feel like it really does the most amazing job at cleaning out my pores. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't leave my skin feeling tight and dry when yes. I take it off. It's Which actually, is the worst. Yes, like so soft and so glowy. I feel like it sets my skin up the next day to just look really clean yeah. and really shiny, like in that good glowy way. I want to buy this yesterday. No. Where do you buy it? I actually got it where I get my facials in okay. the Image Studios and Holiday at the Steel Vault. Oh, I've seen it at Nordstrom. Well, next Wednesday, I'll come there, there as go. well. Yeah. <laughs> I. It's just wherever you can get the organic pharmacy. It's okay. the best. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks I'm, for I'm sharing. I'm really passionate about that cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll put a link, as always, in a photo up. But guys, her skin, I'm just oh, you're so staring, nice. being creepy. Thanks. This is the first time we've, like, really met. And she's probably like, stop staring so intently at me. <laughs> no, not at all. Hey, no so creepy vibes. Kelly came, and she was like, you two need to link up. We, you need to talk to your crime. Yes. And we've been, you know, holidays came, but we've been planning this. And I'm so excited. So... I was kind of like, is there something that piques your interest? And she brought up this story, but 
yeah. So we picked a theme: serial killer couples, yes. basically. Um, mine's a, a little more gruesome, so I'm gonna go first. And I actually, I've never done this, but I'm gonna give you guys a warning. Like this one's pretty intense. It talks about rape. I'm not gonna go into detail about it, but it talks about sexual assault and. It's kind of a tough one to swallow, but as per usual, like, I'm going to keep it clean. I'm not going to get too into it, but just be aware if this isn't your thing. Just fast forward to Sam's story. <laughs> um, so I'm going to tell the story of the Ken and Barbie killers. Have you heard of them? The Ken and Barbie killers? I haven't. That's like what they called them. So, so they were really cute? I'll, well, <laughs> I'll show you a picture. Okay, I want to see. Yeah, let's pull up some visuals. Do you recognize them at all? No, but I feel like that was a look. So it they, was a vibe. Yeah, it was lots a vibe. of frilly, fluffy bangs. There, yeah, we've. I just pulled up their wedding photo. We've got some bangs. We've got some frill. We've got some hair. So much hair. So okay, meet Paul Bernardo. He's born. He was born in Ontario, Canada, to like a well-off family. You know, they looked like the picture perfect. His parents, Marilyn and Kenneth Bernardo, but. They were everything but picture perfect, right? In 1975, everything blew up. Kenneth, the dad, he was charged for molestation of his daughter. Um, and for other children, I believe. He goes off to jail, right? Probably not for long enough, because it never is. <laughs> no. Um, and then, you know, fast forward, Paul turns 16, and his mom's like, hey, by the way, he's not your dad. Oh, my god! So then it's, like, this complex of, like, oh, he's this bad guy. So I've been trying to really... protect my sister. But then what? Like, I've yeah. been suffering. Like, so he's, like, hates his mom. Like, finds out he was born out of, like, an affair she had. So I think wow. Kenneth is, like, his sibling's dad, just not his. Um, Because I guess they, like, patched up or whatever, right? So he's furious, and but starts taking out on her. He's, like, calling her all these really derogatory names. Like, he's calling her, like, a slut constantly and just all this really awful stuff. And then a few years later, he goes off to college, and these behaviors carry over. He's just, he will pick up women at bars and just be really degrading to them. He'll take them home and, like, you know, act like he's sweet-talking them, take them home, and then he'll, like, humiliate them. Like, he was just a sick person. And as things always do, they escalated. Um, so now we'll fast forward a little. In May 1987, the Scarborough suburb of Ontario was living in fear. So have you heard of the Scarborough rapist? No. You haven't? Now I feel I know nothing of true crime. No, no, you I'm do. I'm so you glad do. you're giving me a new you story. You do. No, yeah, this is, I think you'll go home and deep dive even more into this. Um, and also there is a movie based on this on Netflix. It's called Carla. That's how I first found out about it. A friend like turned it on. And it's horrifying, but it's really interesting. I know interesting. what I'm watching tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So in the early or morning, ugh, in the early hours of the morning on May 4th, 1987, a young woman was getting off the bus and was grabbed and brutally, brutally raped, like in between two homes, literally right by her parents' house. Oh, my God. The guy gets away. Over the next week, there would be two similar assaults. The women were between the ages of 15 and 21, and the attacks were not only, like, the sexual assault, but, like, name-calling, beating, just brutal, degrading, literally, like, calling them all these awful names, telling them to call themselves awful names. Like, wow. just gross, like, sadistic, dude. And 
but he like gave these threats like dire enough that he discouraged these women from going to the police. Oh, it's so sad how that well, happens. Well, and, and back then, I mean, seriously, at this time when these started happening, the town sheriff's like, you know what? We need to just put a curfew on women. They just uh, can't. Of course, like, right? Because yeah, it's something the they woman's, were wearing, probably. Yeah, yeah, it was the woman's fault because she was out past ten, of course. Uh. <laughs> so it this just sets the scene for like the kind of little just suburb we're in, right? Rolls, yeah. But this went on for five years. Wow. And they did not catch him for five that years. Is so like that terrifying. is beyond. So there were 19 reported attacks, but they're sure it was oh more, especially with him, like, scaring the hell out of these women, right? Yeah. Um, well, and just with, like, the shame. And, I mean, even today, it's like, yeah, we could we could go off into that. So. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. So now we'll meet Carla. Carla Homolka was born to Dorothy and Carol Homolka, which, honestly, I don't know what that name is. K-A-R-E-L. Carol? That sounds right. Yeah. I'd go with that. I've, I've just never seen anything spelled like that. <laughs> <laughs> People get uh, creative. Yeah, yeah. In Ontario in 1970, and she was the eldest of three siblings. She was described as well-adjusted, pretty smart, popular, a child with fondness for animals, and that led her to start to graduate um, high school and go to college and start working for a vet clinic. So she just loved all the animals. Um, like Bernardo, there was nothing about her outward appearance appearance that hinted at what was lurking beneath the surface, <laughs> as this article said. <laughs> but there never is, right? I no. mean, hi Ted Bundy, hi yes. all these people. It's not like no. it never never is. Textbook sociopath, right? Yes. So they met in 1987 when he was 23 and she was 17. Bernardo and Homolka, they just hit it off. Immediate attraction. One that only intensified when, oh, I'm just cringing already. When he, Bernardo, like, figured out that not only did he have these fantasies, but she was, like, into it, too. So they enter into this relationship of, like, dominant submissive. So she just, like, encouraged this. Yeah. 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 She. I mean, at least they, like, had an agreement on that, right? I mean, whatever you do in your own house is fine, but let's not take it to the streets, right? No. But so yeah, like it literally turned into this sadomasochist relationship where he was like this abusive master and she was this willing slave. Mm-hmm. Literally finger quotes are going on right now. <laughs> but also the whole time they're dating, he's like going out and raping women and she just knows. She knows? She knows. Oh. And approved no, of it. No, that's the other level you don't want to take it yeah. to. So then, you know, the next step when you find out all of this is going on is to get engaged, right? No. Absolutely. But apparently <laughs> for them it is. So, you know, I mean, there was literally a quote from one of her friends who was like, who said that she came to and announced like their engagement. She's like, Paul and I are happier than ever. He's being so great, so romantic. But that's typical of my honey. Like, oh, just no, delusional. Delusional. Um, but, oh my gosh, trigger warning here, guys. Three years into the relationship, he was like, I'm bored. Like, you can't give me what I want. Like, I want a virgin and you're not one. Oh, no. So she decides for, serious trigger warning, guys. <laughs> she decides for Christmas 
that she is going to give him her little sister's virginity. Oh, no. Yeah, it's... Oh, that's so, Brad, so you might have terrible. to bleep me out. Like, <laughs> it's so freaking disgusting. Like, it's... Yeah. So, her 15-year-old sister, Tammy, they bring her over one night, and they're like, hey, like, we're the cool, like, brother and sister. Let's get drunk. Let's party. Like... So they get her drunk, they give her alcohol, and then she had stolen um, tranquilizing medicines from the vet. Oh, like for horses or Yeah, dogs for or some something. animal and mixed it up with, she just made some concoction that it's like, how did she, well, what yeah. What a great fix. Yeah. And she gave them to her sister in a drink and then also takes it to the next level and puts like acid on a rag to knock her out. Oh my Which gosh. is important later. That's why I'm like leaving okay. the detail in here. Um I'm sorry. This is hard. <laughs> but yeah. So they invite her over, they're like sleepover, and then she did the cloth, and then they she like let him rape her and filmed it. Oh no. And then took a turn. Oh, okay. So yeah. So then Tammy starts throwing up, like, choking on vomit because she's, like, have has all this stuff in her stomach. And they, like, panicked. They didn't know what to do. They called the ambulance, but it was too late. But it just got turned that they were like, oh, she just, she was drinking. And no one noticed the burn on her face from the freaking chemicals. Oh like, yeah, don't know. That's terrible. How they just got that past them. So that just started the cycle of this is what we do now this is how we have fun yeah yeah Yeah. so there were let's see so Homolka she lured another teenager that she had befriended at work and brought her and they drugged her and all this happened but like she woke up with no memory of the events was blindfolded like I think just like went on to live well, her life and, and have like, so much therapy for yeah, the rest of a forever. Yeah, teenager who was like, I drank. Yeah. What exactly. situation was I in? Exactly. Um, and then, yeah, it just kept happening. There were multiple. On June 29th, 1991, though, they decided to get married. And, you know, they're just, I showed you their wedding photo. They're just having this great day. They left in a horse and carriage, but actually on that exact day, a canoer found, like, concrete blocks containing body parts of one of their victims. What? Like, can you imagine? They're literally just, like, living this life. They're having their wedding, and on that same day, someone is finding this. But there's no connection. No one ties it together. Um, and then, so, yeah, they just keep trying. About a year later, they try again, and, yeah, 15-year-old Kristen French was their next victim, and she didn't make it out oh of that goodness. either. They, the police soon realized, though, that these were all related to each other, and so finally they, like, got, you know, some witnesses in, they... They do this composite sketch. They talk about all these things that must have been. And, like, tips are coming in. Like, everyone is like, this is Paul. Like, just calling just in, calling in. yeah. Um, 
but then January 1993, as a shock this will come, but Carla was severely beaten by him and with a flashlight, like, so much that she was hospitalized. Oh, my gosh. Of course, though. The, like, yeah. why did she think this wouldn't happen to her, too, right? Yes. Just again, when I'm not blaming her, but also, like, she's not really a victim here. Yeah, not innocent in all of this at all. No, no. So she's, like, realizing the gig is up. Like, people are finding out. So she lawyers up, and she goes to them, and she's like, hey, so I, I was, like, forced into this. Like, I'll tell you everything you want to know. And they're like, cool. And she's like, as long as I she get immunity. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, okay. They give her immunity. And she's like, yeah, just find the tapes in our house. That's all you need to know. So they break in, they take Paul under arrest. It's like this whole operation. They search for 71 days for those tapes. Nowhere and, to be found. Oh, no. Isn't that insane? And she said they were just in their house? Yeah. Yeah. So then, flash forward, they're like, hey, what are we going to do? They just end up, like, giving her more of a plea bargain, not necessarily, like, immunity. So, yeah. She comes up. She's like, yeah, he's done all these things. And they're like, well, you didn't stop her, so you still need to go to jail. And she goes to jail until 2005. And that's it. That's it? That's it. So... He's, like, in jail, rotting away, and as they're both in jail, Paul's lawyer retires, and he gets a new lawyer, and he's like, hey, by the way, and gives the tapes. The lawyer had taken the tapes and hid them. What? Yeah. Is that even allowed? No. That Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh, my. Yeah. Can you imagine going, like, being a person of the law and going to the lengths like that? To protect a person like that? Mm-mm. Oh, that's sick. And it's not like I think Paul, I mean, I doubt Paul had all this money he was dishing out no to him. Well, I mean, he did come from like a well off family, but I, I don't, don't think you're doing too good at that. your job no. No. if you're out doing this on the weekends, right? No. So that like backfired though. Like everyone's super mad that they let Carla off because. Now they're seeing the videos and they're like, oh, no, she's full on in. Like, nothing about this She's seems... a willing participant. Mm-hmm. Like, like people have come out and said, like, she honestly might be more of a, so- a sociopath than him because she was okay with this about her sister. Yes. And, like, when I think it was one of the, the first time they arrest her or when she was in the hospital... They go back and they have these photos from evidence. She is wearing the watch that one of the, that was on the description of one of the missing girls. Like she's wearing this trophy. And this woman is out of jail and remarried and has a child. No. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. That's terrible. So Bernardo's application for parole actually was up in 2018. And after 25 years of prison, after 30 minutes of deliberation, they were like, there's no way he's ever coming out. Uh, Luckily. Praise be. Yeah. So he, there's never, there was never been an apology from him. There's never been any indication whatsoever of remorse. And I actually found like this interview from him and he literally word for word said, it devastates me what I did in the past. I cry all the time. What I did was so dreadful. Asked why it hurts to cry. He said, it hurts because I did horrible things. It was not, he was not actually crying. Be, being me in prison is hard. 
Wow. Textbook sociopath. Yeah. Textbook narcissist. Like no sympathy, no empathy, nothing. Yeah. So I think like the whole family probably just shattered to bits when they when that video came out and they found out like about Carla's little little sister. sister. Did she just never come forward and say like this happened? Did she not? No, she died. She died. She died. Did oh, I not say that? Maybe you did. I, I was like thinking about the acid on her face. No. Nope. Oh. No. Nope. She my yeah, she died. Gosh. So, this is uh, a serial killer couple like, and I just ruined everyone's lives by telling you this, but like have you seen that Netflix show Don't F with Cats? I'm really afraid to watch it. Okay. I keep well, like it's putting, pretty bad. Like, almost watching it and then I can't. Yeah. People it's, are like, "Oh, just be prepared to cry." I'm like, "Well, it's I pretty disturbing. It's but I feel like you can handle it. But it's I'm ooh. like an animal. Like I was actually just having this conversation with a client today that something must be wrong with us because we listen to a lot of true crime mm-hmm. about awful things that happen to people, but like kill the animal in the show, and like that's yeah. too far. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I've had like a lot of talks about this because I even there is this one part where like a person gets harmed or well, killed in that show. And then a dog does, and everyone was like, "The dog," and I'm like, "Wait, but the person? <laughs> no. Like, are we serious? No, there's something like, miswired in brains." No, I just think it's because animals are like helpless, right? Like, I think our brains but a go like that. Person is helpless. Well, yeah, but it's like I think people are like the animal can't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's oh, it's, it's a just really it's a interesting part of like yeah psychology. So you watched that show? So I watched that. And actually, the guy in it, he, like, tried to start rumors that he was dating Carla. It's like, why? Like, that just shows. That's so little spoiler. But that's crazy. So she's out. She has a family. She she still is playing the victim card. Wow. But maybe she's turned her life around. I don't know. But, yeah. So that is the story of the Ken and Barbie killers. It's really sad. It's really crazy. Go watch the movie. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm going to. That sounds, I mean, up my alley and terrible. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, let's get pick. (laughs) I know, when we were, like, couples, that's the first one that came to mind. Because I feel like I have heard a lot about that one. And it's horrible, but it's, it's just crazy. Like, I don't get how they got all how they got away with it for so long i can't believe that either or who what two people enter into that and what are the odds they found each other exactly well i mean i guess it happens because i have a killer exactly um so i went to charleston south carolina okay and fell in love and one of the reasons i wanted to go there is just all of the history mm-hmm. and then it's also known as one of the most haunted cities in america mm-hmm. which is also my thing oh yeah um so i saw that you can tour the old city jail in charleston and um they take you at night okay it's slightly theatrical love but really fun and spooky have you done the tour here the like haunted tour here like that kind of stuff in salt lake i did one where they like take you on like a bus <laughs> Did you do that? <laughs> I don't know. It was so fun. bad, but I so learned funny. a lot like about the some theatrical. of the buildings yeah. that I didn't know stuff about. Um, so that was cool. Yeah. Uh, this was creepier, I will say. Okay. Um, the old city jail, it's big and it's 
I mean, been abandoned for a very long time. It still sort of has that jail feel. They have like some cells set up, but I mean, it's not in its old. Well, I don't even know yeah. if you could call it glory. Um, it, <laughs> I know what you mean. It um, was in operation from 1802 to 1939, and it's actually the most haunted building in South Carolina. Um, and over 14,000 people died in the jail, and that was just from conditions, um, disease. Oh Most people that were imprisoned in the jail would die within weeks of being there because the conditions oh were so gosh. poor. Yeah. Um, they housed men and women in the jail. They didn't have separate prisons for men and women until 1911. Okay. So, I mean, if a woman committed a crime, that's where she went, and they were just all housed together. All so the couple I'm going to tell you about was imprisoned in the Old City Jail in Charleston. Um, it's about Lavinia and John Fisher. Okay. Lavinia is the star of the show. Um, she's actually the first female serial killer in the United States. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of different versions of her and John and their story. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you the one that I learned about when I toured the jail. Yeah. I feel like that sounds like the most <laughs> realistic if you're at the jail and stuff. And right? Yeah. They know their stuff. Um, but so they worked together to commit numerous murders. Nobody really knows the exact number. Um they owned an inn called the Six Mile. Let's see, what is it called? They owned an inn called the Six Mile Wayfair House. Mm-hmm. It was called that because it's six miles north of Charleston. Okay. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people would stop there um, in and out of Charleston, and people started to notice that travelers were going missing. No one pointed the finger at John and Lavinia, though. They were a great couple, owned a cute inn, and they were actually really well-liked. And popular throughout Charleston. Always. Yes. Ken and Barbie. They're completely charming. Yeah. And completely crazy. It's and honestly, they fit that mold. People who are too charming make me suspicious. Yes. And she was just a really beautiful, um, just well liked lady throughout town. Um, and a lot of people would stop in there and a lot of people would not leave. So one day this man named John Peoples stopped by the inn. And he went in and was originally told that there was no vacancy at the inn. Mm-hmm. And um, he could stay for dinner and tea, but then he would need to leave. <sighs> so he stayed for dinner, and he was eating in the dining room, and Lavinia came and joined him. And she was just kind of talking to him, getting to know him, and just being her charming self. And John Peoples didn't think much of it other than, you know, this lady's pretty and nice to talk to and then he looked over and saw her husband John Fisher giving him kind of weird side eyes Mm -hmm. staring at Lavinia a lot and it started to make him uncomfortable and then Lavinia's questions became to get became to get become a little prying and personal she started to ask a lot about his work his money if he had family where they were Mm -hmm. and it started to make him just feel a little on edge Um, and then she was like let me go get your tea, got him some tea, and came back and was like, you know, a room has opened up. You can stay. Mm. So she's like, let me go get it ready for you. He wasn't much of a tea drinker, so he actually dumped the tea out into a pot. Oh. And waited for Lavinia to come back. She showed him to his room, and he 
just still had that really uneasy feeling about everything, but he was really tired. So he just decided he was going to sleep in a chair next to the door in his room. Um, he was just getting some creepy vibes. So he fell asleep in the chair next to the door, and he was awoken a couple hours later to the sound of his bed falling through a trap door. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is not real. Is, Are you serious? Yes. So scary. So he jumped up, looked down into the hole where his bed had been. Oh, so he got off the bed in time. He was still sitting in the chair by the oh, door. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Okay. Yes. yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> um. So what Lavinia and John had hoped was that he had drank in the tea that had oleander in it. So he would fall into a heavy sleep mm-hmm. and they could just pull him down into their basement. Oh, he casual. looked down, saw them standing there with knives, bolted out the window. Oh my gosh. No, so scary. And it's like a movie. Yeah. It, it, I wonder if there are any movies yeah, about this. Yeah, we should this. make a movie about be, this. It feels kind of Sweeney Toddish, right? It, it's very Sweeney Todd. Is it Todd. based off that? Sweeney Todd based maybe. off that? Maybe. Okay. Probably. So many movies are based off like, sorry, go on. No, yes. So he jumps on his horse, he rides into Charleston, tells authorities what's going on. Mm -hmm. They immediately go out to the inn, arrest Lavinia and John, and take them to the old city jail. And um, they're housed there together. And during the trials and appeals, John actually found religion and became a very religious guy, as they do. They tend to. Yes. but Lavinia, she didn't feel like she was going to have to be remorseful for anything. Mm-hmm. Back then, there was a law in South Carolina that women could not be hanged okay, um, if they were married. And she's like, I'm married. They can't touch me. Like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to get out of yeah. this. Um, so eventually, uh, they were both convicted and sentenced to be hanged. Okay. And Lavinia stood up and looked at the judge and was like, you can't do that. I'm married. And the judge looked back at Lavinia and he said, I've thought long and hard about this, Lavinia. I just have to hang your husband first and then you'll oh. be a widow. What a line. What a line. I just got chills. <laughs> but like genius. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's kind of, I was like, I wonder if they'll hang yes. him first. Yes. So um, on February 18th of 1820, John and Lavi- Lavinia were sent for execution um, John's last words were much kinder due to his finding of religion in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked the crowd to accept his innocence because he had found God. Okay. Lavinia <laughs> was still <laughs> a little bitter mm-hmm. that they had found a loophole. And um, legend says they act- she actually wore a white wedding dress to her execution. She, that sounds like Lavinia. <laughs> Lavinia. Um, some say that it's because she was determined to become Satan's bride. Oh. Others, and this one makes a little more sense, I mean, if it can, um, said that she did it so that, I mean, she was a beautiful woman. She was hoping she was going to stand up on the gallows in this beautiful white dress, and a man was going to take pity upon her. No. And propose marriage so she could not be hanged. Right then and there. Uh, that At the murder trial. Correct. Yeah, that did not happen. Gosh, nope. Um, and um, it said that her last words were, if any of you have a message to give the devil, give it to me quick. I'm about to meet him. And then. Oh, my gosh. She, I just got chills. Yes. 
That's she, so creepy. Um, then she actually um, jumped off of the gallow before they could pull the trap door and took her own life into her own hands and hanged herself. I'm speechless right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. What a story. Crazy. Wow. And, I mean, there isn't a ton of background information yeah. about either of them, but I would be very interested to know what their childhood how was. How you became they... that way and if those oh really were her real last words. I bet they were. Oh, I'm totally. Like, it's crazy. Oh but so when we toured the Old City Jail, they do talk about how Lavinia Fisher haunts the building they mm-hmm. had a picture of a woman in a big dress, like mm-hmm. what they say she wore to her execution. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had apparently like piercing green eyes. Okay. And people are known to see her piercing green eyes oh. moving throughout the jail. Are you serious? Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, touring the jail was pretty creepy. Learning about her and John was, I mean, more or less just really interesting yeah. to me. Did you um, know that story before? I had never heard that story before. Um, we didn't see any ghosts. There's yeah, a, I was going to say, did you see There's anything? a wire that hangs in where the morgue was, mm-hmm. and it's known to move, mm-hmm. and it actually did move. Did you feel like it was like a hoax, or did you feel like it was I didn't real? feel like it was a hoax. Yeah. But it also was just like, nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be too perfect if that, like... But maybe. But maybe. They knew you I mean, were a it, listener, a follower. Yeah. Not a follower, but. And, like, there was another time where they made everybody stand in a room. Mm-hmm. They made us all turn off any light sources we had. Yeah. And told us about another ghost that haunts the jail. And that was really scary. Ooh, but I, really cool. I think we need to have a follow-up episode yes. with you, and you yes. need to come tell that. <laughs> yeah, Dead it's serious. a crazy cool story, but, um. Yeah, that's the story of Lavinia and John. Gosh, that was amazing. That's like, isn't that? A crazy I like story? can't wait to go look that up more. That's like, yeah. I always feel weird saying this, but that's like one of my new favorites. I know that's really crazy. Yeah, and I kind of like, I kind of like looking at true crime from like that lens of like the eighteen hundreds, the nineteen hundreds. Like yes. it's just so interesting. People have just always been murderers. Yeah, always, always, forever. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing and yeah. thank you for coming on. And like, yeah, I'm so glad we finally are meeting and got to talk about brows. And I'm sorry, my story was a lot. but <laughs> Yours was. It was a good one, though. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I a, loved a yours, dive. though. Yeah, we got some great stuff. And I really want to have you on again. Yeah, I'm just I love right it. now so committing fun. you. It's okay. so fun. I'm game. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for listening, guys. And if you like the podcast, go subscribe on Apple Podcasts and review and leave a rating. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. This episode of Makeup, Masking, and Murder is written and brought to you by me, Abby Hill, with special thanks to our amazing production manager, Brad Newfeld. Our theme song and music is written by David Evanhoff, owner of David Evanhoff Sound Designs. Vocals by the amazing Emily Starr and David Evanhoff. Thank you to everyone who's made this possible, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>